0: welcome to another episode of in the zone i am your host chris broussard we got another fantastic show man old and 15-year nba veterans stopped by and has stories upon stories upon stories you got to hear this interview and then of course we have jason mcintyre for knockdown jay you know that's always gritty but first as always, we're gonna hit you with the top five postseason player power rankings. And at number five, James Harden. I know he's catching all sorts of flack for going ice so crazy against the Golden State Warriors in game one, but look, he produced 41 points, seven assists, on 58% shooting. I mean, they didn't lose because Harden wasn't sharing the rock they lost because the Warriors are flat out better. Period, the end. Besides that, other than Harden, the rest of the Rockets shot 40% from the floor. You can't win that way, especially with Golden State shooting 52%. Look, was Harden perfect? No, but he was good enough to be in the top five. At number four, Al Horford. Look, I'm gaining more love and respect for Big Al by the game. He is getting it done. Always been a true professional. Everyone's known that. But now he's showing that he can be a star when necessary. In game one against Cleveland, to open up the series, 20 points he puts on him. Game two, 15 points. You need me to hit the boards, coach? 10 rebounds all while anchoring a stellar Celtics defense that's held Cleveland's great offense to just 88 points a game. At number three, LeBron James. Yes, falling down from number one the last two weeks. I know he went ballistic on the Celtics in game two with that great 42-point triple-double, but in game one, I actually had to give him an F for a grade. Only 15 points, seven turnovers, didn't get his team out of the gate well. LeBron also hasn't exactly gotten it done on the defensive end. He's been coasting badly on that end and it's hurt the Cavs quite a bit. So I have faith in the King to get the Cavs back in this series and actually get them back to the finals. But to do that, he's gonna have to keep playing like he did in game two. At number two, Jalen Tatum. Listen closely, Jalen Tatum. That's right, in the zone is throwing you a curveball. It's a mixture of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, how in the world do you expect me to pick between these two guys? They are both playing phenomenal basketball. They're actually defying conventional wisdom by being the leading scorers of a team in the playoffs that gets all the way to the conference finals. Tatum is averaging 18 points a game. Brown is averaging 17. Check this out. Jason Tatum is the youngest player ever. Not LeBron, not Michael, not Kareem. None of them led their teams in scoring at 20 years old in the playoffs and got to the conference finals. Tatum's the youngest to ever do it. Gotta give him props for that. And then Brown has been phenomenal of late. 23 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds a game against Cleveland in these finals. Look. Magic Johnson, you think about him as a rookie and you say, well, he did what Tatum's doing. You know, he was great in the finals when they won it in 1980. But Magic had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the middle of his prime to lead that team. Jason Tatum's best teammate Kyrie Irvin and second best teammate Gordon Hayward are out. He is doing it as a full-fledged rookie who should be a sophomore in college. Jalen Tatum at number two. I don't care if you don't like it, those two are doing damage. And at number one, Kevin Durant. I have long said that I think Durant is the Warriors' best player, but Steph Curry is their most important player. I still tend to feel that way. However, in the playoffs, Durant is showing that hey, in the second season, I'm the leader of the Warriors. Last two seasons he's been there, Steph led them in scoring in the regular season. The two postseasons, Durant has led them in scoring, averaging 28 points last year, 28 points this year in the playoffs, and here's the thing, in the playoffs where teams can better prepare for you. They have more time to study your film, to get ready for you, to know your offense like the palm of their hand. They know where you're going. They know what you want to do. It's easier to stop you. You need a player that when all else fails, when they know what's coming at them, I still can just beat you one-on-one. Steph can obviously do that, no doubt about it, but KD is seven feet tall and he is killing people. You can't guard him. Can't put a small guard or forward on him. Can't put a big man on him. He is doing damage and I like it he's doing it old school with the mid-range jumper. In this day and age when it's all about the tray, KD is showing you. Keep working on that mid-range jumper, kids. He is destroying Houston and all the other teams with that shot. KD, number one in the postseason player power rankings. All right, we have my (laughs) man, Olden Polonese. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome to In The Zone. I see you you. all around in L.A. I see you at Starbucks. (laughs) At at good places. Yeah, yeah, at good places. (laughs) I do. That's true. I see you at good places. Yesterday we had a health food store. Yep. Uh, I see you at Starbucks in Ladera Heights playing chess, yes. which you tell me you like the best I, former NBA chess player out there. Well,
1: I don't know what everybody else is, <laughs> but all the ex-NBA guys I played against, I beat up on them. So, so
0: who, who are some of them?
1: <laughs> uh, all of them. <laughs> the, the guy on my list right now is Paul, Paul Pierce. Well, you want to play him, right? Yes, I oh, you want to play him. You on heard my he's my nice? List. He, he stood there and watched me play. He didn't want was to Was it play. at that Starbucks? No, okay. it wasn't there. It was at a friend's house. Okay. So I'm like, I'm ready for you, Paul. Come on. Well, he was talking mess. <laughs> of course <laughs> he That's was. That's what he of does. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll put that together. We'll put that together. But look, you spent 15 years in the NBA with five different teams, uh, had a very solid career. I want to go to something, though, that a lot of people don't know about you, you did not walk until you were 4 years old. And yep. you didn't your, your family I guess couldn't afford a crib or something so your dad <laughs> carried you around. Carried
1: me everywhere. So was that was in Haiti. That was in Haiti. So um, tell I me was about born that. I was basically born with my feet turned inward. And first of all, people got to understand any kind of condition like that in Haiti, <laughs> you know, you pretty much done. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. we don't have the best medical staff in the world. And so but, you know, growing up, I didn't know any of this stuff, so I just remember my dad carrying me around and my mother rubbing oil on my legs all the time. Uh-huh. I do have those recollections. And so I had a brace on for the first two years. And then and that was
0: supposed to straighten them it, out?
1: Straighten them out and keep them together. And then the next couple of years, just learning how to walk. So and the so, brace did work? It did work. Okay. And, yeah. And then I always tell people the furthest thing from my mind was being an NBA player. Oh gosh. <laughs> I bet. And, you know, you just, I just want to walk. Yeah. I, yeah, I watch yeah, the yeah. little kids running around. You know, I watch yeah. my older brother. He's running around. I'm like, why can't I run? Why can't I walk? Wow.
0: So it was at four that you started walking?
1: Yeah, at four years old. And
0: then you moved to Harlem.
1: Yes. At eight years old? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, my dad came to the U.S. in 1968. My mom came in 70. And then me, my sister, and my younger brother came in 72.
0: Now, when we saw each other yesterday, we are in the health food, health food store um, in Los Angeles, and we bump into Rick Ross, the real Rick the Ross. The real one, yes. The real Free not, Ray Ricky Ross, not, rapper not the rapper. Rick. He actually had a shirt on that said, the real Rick Ross is not a rapper. I don't know if you read it. <laughs> but, um, you know, we talked with him. We took pictures with him and stuff. Um, but you, one of, he's one of the most notorious gangsters in black American yes. history. Uh, another one, Nicky Barnes yes. in Harlem who was in the movie American Gangster. Yes. Even though he wasn't the star of it. You knew Nicky Barnes yes, growing I up.
1: Yes, I did. Growing up as a kid in Harlem, you know, we used to go to the candy store that he had candy store <laughs> <laughs> laundry mat
0: laundering money mat. <laughs> yes, you know?
1: he had on um, Frank Lucas of course and again being a young kid you know I'm like 10 years old 11 years old I don't know what's going on yeah. I I'm seeing a candy store we actually buying candy you know oh when we're playing basketball as I got older you know the fact that I was getting money from him You know, when we won a game, he would pay you. you Yeah. And so it's like, but none of that stuff was illegal to us. It was like, hey, you know, we getting um, given money for, you know, doing a good job on the basketball court. So to me, yeah, you know, it was fun because, like I said earlier, it's like they were all celebrities because we saw them. We saw the big Cadillacs, we saw Mm -hmm. the money flashing and everything else. So it was like they walked out. Everybody basically just like stopped. And you know they controlled everything, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of cool in a way. Oh, I'm sure. As an adult, it's
0: not <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you were like, man, owning a candy store pays, right?
1: <laughs> it does, right? You're
0: like, I'm gonna own me a candy I'm store. Had to give me a candy store. <laughs> <laughs> so when you went, you went to Virginia, as really a lot of people thought you were gonna, you were the next Ralph Samson, you, you came right after him. Was there? Did Nikki like? won any, you know, anything back? Was there any attachments? No, that's the
1: one thing I really appreciated by growing up in my neighborhood in Harlem. Once I started playing basketball, and I started at 16. I started in high school. I had a growth spurt between my freshman and sophomore year, about eight inches. And then all of a sudden, I started playing basketball. I learned how to play the game. And at the end of my junior year, I was already an All-American. Well, that's what,
0: so, so when you say started playing basketball at 16, did you play on the playgrounds before that? No. Obviously, Harlem had a lot of playgrounds, Rucker Park and stuff.
1: I live right you, across the street.
0: So you you didn't? I know kids were out there playing. You didn't? <laughs> we were out
1: there playing baseball. We were out there kicking a soccer ball. So you had no interest in basketball? No, not at all. I had none. The first game I ever saw was in 1977. I saw the Marquette game, and yeah. then I saw Magic and Bird play in 79. Marquette.
0: That was was that Duke
1: in the um, national I championship? I can't remember who they I beat, believe, but, but they won the championship that year. Yeah. Al Michaels. I mean, Al McGuire. Duke and so, yeah. And so I watched a couple games, but I think it was when I saw Bird and Magic. I was like, hey, this kind of looks really? kind of cool. Okay. But you got to remember, being from Haiti, our parents were not about sports. So we barely went outside. And if we did go outside, one of our parents was always with us. Okay. They didn't allow us to go out on our own.
0: Now, were most of your friends Haitian, or you were just... Hanging no, with the we know, were like American, the only huh? Haitian in our okay. neighborhood, okay.
1: you know, in our, in the polo grounds, and so all my friends were American kids. But <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's like I had an accent, and so it was like they always made fun of my accent. <laughs> and so it's like, man, I got I gotta fix this thing. <laughs> I can't handle people making fun of me all the time. <laughs>
0: so did you did you you purposely work on your
1: accent? I purposely worked on my speech. To not have an accent, and that's why people now, when they talk to me, like you have a New York accent. I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) But I mean, I love my country. I'm definitely pro Haiti. I'm still a Haitian citizen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never changed over. Okay. And so, but I think it was because you know you didn't want to be bothered, you don't want to be bullied and harassed by kids. So it's like it put that pressure on me to just at least get that taken care of.
0: Yeah. So, so you 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 say your coach. Uh, Encourage you to play once he saw how tall you were. You didn't really think about, oh, I'm tall now, let me play basketball. It was more him?
1: Listen, here's how it happened. He saw me in the hallway. You got got to come try out for the team. I'm like, what team? He said, the basketball team. I said, I don't know how to play basketball. He's like, you don't? I said, no. I'll teach you how to play. Well, my parents aren't going to let me play. So he's like, I'll talk to them. So he went and talked to my parents one day, and his speech was, Mr. and Mrs. Pawnee, if you let me teach him how to play basketball and he gets good enough, he'll get a scholarship and you won't have to play for college. The minute they heard, you don't have to pay for college, (laughs) oh yeah, you take him, take him, him, he play, he play. (laughs)
0: Wow, well that that changed the trajectory of your family, your whole family. Yes, it
1: did. That's amazing. Um, I mean, not just my family, but my country, Haiti. And, you know, I've been able to help so many people and help my family, help friends. So it really made a big difference in my life because I don't know any other profession that I could have done, you know, within five years of learning it, earning, you know, the kind of salary I was earning. Even though it's not the kind of money they're paying now, but it was still pretty good money for playing basketball.
0: Yeah. What what things have you been able to do in Haiti?
1: Oh, man. Um, Whew. Man, what haven't I done? I've helped so many young kids um, live, you know, donate money. I had a foundation that um, we um, eradicating certain diseases in Haiti, bringing clean water, um, um, paid for a hospital. Uh, What else? And that's the money that wasn't stolen. (laughs) (laughs) I used to send money because I had a guy down there, and he was supposed to take care of everything. And like for two years, people are like nothing's being done. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to go down there and do it on my own because wow. I can't trust anybody right now. Wow. And so, you know, we we've been able to help a lot of people. Good, you know. Good, good. And so I'm very proud of that. You know, we've helped kids go to college here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, find families after the earthquake. We were like, you know, one of the groups that was helping people reconnect with their families because I ended up having to do the same with my dad. Because he was down there Ooh, during okay. the earthquake and then we were reunited on the dr phil show actually oh really yeah so that was kind of cool wow
0: wow well basketball you obviously at 16 you start playing your next year you're an all-american yep so how did you pick it up so quickly were you just, were you, you naturally athletic I'm Polynes, man <laughs> come
1: on now <laughs> listen i learned how to speak english in a year from watching Sesame Street and Electric Company. Did I you go to myself, school? No. So you used to go to school because speak English? I was, I was ESL, you know? And so I had to learn how to speak English once I learned how to speak even with the accent. Uh, but I was always a good student. Okay. That was the thing. I used to get money in Haiti for doing my timetables. Oh, at like re- two and three years old. Really? Yeah. Two and three years at old? two and So three. your
0: mom taught you that early? Yeah,
1: everybody taught me. Wow. You know? So your and parents so were
0: big on education. They were big obviously. on
1: education. That's okay. why I was afraid that I was n- never going to play basketball once uh, Mr. Carey, my high school coach, talked about it because I was like, they, they don't care about all that stuff. That. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, education, yeah. education, education. So again, I taught myself how to, pl- uh, how to speak English. And when they showed me the concepts of basketball and what I had to do, it was simple. In my mind, it was simple.
0: So you were killing guys right away.
1: Right away. I learned how to play. I figured out, you know, I needed a a go-to shot like Kareem. I didn't have a sky hook, but I had a jump hook. Um, I had the toughness already from (laughs) where I came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so this stuff was easy to me.
0: So you played three years at Virginia. Three
1: years at Virginia.
0: Dad, good success uh, individually and as a team. I know you led them to the Final Four. That's
1: right, as a freshman.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Samson, they got to the Final Four, what, once? His
1: junior year. I yeah,
0: think. like they didn't have the team success they expected in the tournament yeah. under him. So that was huge when you brought them to the Final Four as a oh, freshman. My God. I remember that.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I was the replacement. Yeah. And here I am. And they were questioning my toughness my freshman year. Because I got hurt like the first week of practice. Okay. We, we used to have to run three miles at 6 o'clock every morning. I'm not used to that. Yeah, yeah. We don't run in New York City unless it's from a mugger. And so <laughs> I'm like, hey. So casual running was not my thing. So one, the first day we did it, I stepped on a rock and bruised the bone in my foot. All of a sudden, the coaches are questioning my toughness. My teammates are questioning my toughness. Wow. And I was like, hold up, man. I'm really hurt. And pretty much from that moment on, I never got hurt again. Okay. yeah. You know? Officially. Officially. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that, you know, that grew. My toughness grew from that one because I didn't want people questioning my toughness. Okay. And so I played through everything. Even like with my hand injury, when I first got hurt, uh, this was my first and only injury in the NBA, significant injury. And I broke the bone in my hand on December 28th. I had the surgery on the 29th, and I was back on the court on January 20th. With a broken <laughs> hand. Yes. Wow. Same thing Kevin Love had that he's out for like two weeks. <laughs> so
0: you don't, you don't, uh, you, you look at some of these injuries today oh, and you're like, come funny on, man. to me.
1: I'm like, come on, man. Just suck it up, man. Okay. <laughs> you can walk around with your hand like this when you get older.
0: <laughs> right, right. So you were drafted eighth yes. by the, by the Bulls. By the Bulls. In 1987. Traded immediately <laughs> to <laughs> Seattle for Scottie Pippen. Yes. Now, I got to say this to you. I, I know we boys, oh, really? so I can say this to you. I looked it up. Complex Magazine had that trade as the fifth worst trade fifth in NBA worst. history. Sports Illustrated says sixth worst. Mm-hmm. You have a different take on it.
1: Of course I do.
0: You think it was bad the other way. <laughs> of course it was. It was bad <laughs> so, for the Bulls, man. They would have <laughs> had
1: more championships. So Really? You know, come on. So now. tell me. Okay. I didn't get migraines. You know, I didn't get migraines like some people. (laughs) So I would have been there. I would have performed. But, you know, all jokes aside, you know, I still do think you can't look at it that way because coming out, I was the high-rated player. Yes. And so through circumstance, if I ended up in Chicago, I may have turned out to be the next Scottie Pippen.
0: What do you, I'm going to ask you. So let's say that trade's not made. You do go to Chicago, play with Michael Jordan. What do you think your career would have looked like?
1: It would have been different. I mean, I would have been um, being spoken in in the same terms, I believe, because I would have had a guy like that. I could have played off of Michael Jordan, as great as he was. Mm -hmm. I would have been like Dennis Rodman, how he is, or how he was. I would have been similar to that, because I was a great offensive rebounder, so I want Michael to shoot the shots. You know, I'll go get the rebounds. But the fact that I knew people would be concentrating on him, I can get so many rebounds just by my position, and knowing that they were worrying about him and getting the easy baskets. Okay, okay. So you've thought about that, I see. Of course I have. <laughs> I mean, because I don't like when people do that. So it's like the argument of who's the best. You can't do that. You know, Bill was the best in his era. Wilt was the best in his era. Well, they whatever. were the same. They man. were pretty much the so same who era. Was the but the best? Was, between the two of them, I say that Wilt was the best individually. Bill was the best Winning wise, yeah, no question. I think, but
0: because like, Wilt would put Will like forty the best and thirty on it, forty, <laughs> 40 points, period. thirty rebounds—the
1: best player. Even Bill would say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I—I'm not gonna say that Bill Russell is better talent than Wilt Chamberlain. No, but at the end of the day, if you want to talk about winning, they got to stop talking about Michael man and start talking about Bill Russell. So you, so you don't like the goat conversation? I don't discussion. like it because right. you can't. You can't compare the errors. You know, just like LeBron right now is the best in our game, I can't say, oh, he would be great or he'd be bad in another era. He's doing what he can do in his era. Let's appreciate for what it is. You know, Michael was great for his era. Kobe was great within his era. yeah. And so that's how I look at it. It's like these guys did what they had to do, bottom line. Because we can never go in a time machine and compare them, so stop doing it.
0: So you said, you know, I was thinking about it because the GOAT conversation obviously is just ubiquitous right now. It's everywhere, Michael versus LeBron. And I think back, and I don't think that conversation was ever a big deal until... Yeah.
2: You
0: know, when LeBron kind of came up and Jordan was called the GOAT. You know, when he retired, he was called the greatest player of all time. I think even when he retired his first time after just three championships. But then when LeBron came, it kind of became a discussion. I was thinking, as you said, if you look at eras, it's surprising. I don't remember. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember Magic and Bird. Obviously, they had the rivalry. I don't remember the huge discussion about who was better just between those two.
1: No, because they were going back and forth, winning championships. And so they were basically tied together. It's kind of like Stockton and Malone. You can't say one without the other. Mm -hmm. And Bird and Magic Mm -hmm. are the same way. You can't say Magic without Bird and vice versa. Now, you
0: played, of course, against them. Who (laughs) Who do you think was better?
1: (laughs) Again. Now they were in the same
0: era. Don't, don't you think about that with the era listen, talk. Listen,
1: I'm going to give you <laughs> Olden Polynesian's take on this. Magic, yes, the Showtime and everything else. I, I got to give the edge to Bird.
0: I'm, I'm not going to say a name, but there's a phenomenal player today who agrees with you.
1: I have to give the edge to Bird. I mean, he can get his own shot off. He can get his teammate. Basically, what Magic did, he was able to do, plus be an offensive threat all the way out to oh, the score, three-point huh? line. That's an incredible asset. They were pretty much the same size. Yeah. They were both slow. They were both, yeah. you know, they were <laughs> not both leapers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Bird, that outside three, and they were both high IQ guys. But I, I gotta give the edge to Bird, man. In the league at that
0: time, do you? have a feel for who players felt was the, the better player between those two?
1: To be honest with you, the black players gravitated to magic and the white yeah. players mm-hmm. gravitated to bird, Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. And the people with sense could see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it wasn't about color or anything else. Yeah, it was, yeah. hey, this guy hit can ball. Yeah. And that's why we used to always look at birds like, hmm, maybe he's not white. <laughs> you know, in a, in a little bit of a way, because like, he's got a lot of swag. Yeah, and before he, the word was really high. Yeah.
0: Bird had swag. Oh yeah, he was the biggest. They say the greatest he's trash talker
1: more trash than anybody I've ever seen in my life, Chris. We, I saw it firsthand. I was under. If I, if I can't yes, tell this yes, story, oh ahead. my God. So we're playing in Boston. I'm on the bench at the time. We have Derek. Who are McKee. you with at that I'm time? I'm with Seattle. So, okay. We have Derek McKee. One of the top defensive guys around. KC is coaching us, KC Jones, who had, had, oh, had coached Coach Boston. Boston. Yeah. So he look, he catches the ball on the left side. He catches the ball and Bird. looks over at our bench and goes, I'm going to take two dribbles right, crossover left. So we're all on the bench like, this dude's. And Derek not McKee rip. is on him. And, and Derek's on him. <laughs> Don't let him do that to you, D. <laughs> <laughs> Takes his two dribbles, cross over, pull up, jump shot. Wow. And looks over at our bench, and we're all looking at each other like, <laughs> <laughs> is he for real? It's like, come on. Just like when we put Scott Webman on, you know, I don't know if you heard about that. It's like, don't, come on, that's embarrassing. Don't put oh, him yeah. on Oh, yeah, Bird yeah, said. Don't put a don't, white guy don't, on don't, don't put a white guy on Did me. he say that to y'all? Man, he talked more trash than any. I, I don't think anybody can talk trash like him. Really? And the fact that he's able to back it up made it that much special.
0: And that he was white probably real. Oh, off. that you never came into play. The
1: fact that he could back it up. That's <laughs> what we looked at. It's like, this dude here is for
0: real. Wow. Now, who else talked was a good trash talker? Jordan, I hear?
1: Jordan didn't really talk. Jordan said mean stuff. You know, he said stuff that you're like, damn, man. That, <laughs> that ain't right, dude. Come on. <laughs> you know, he did stuff Can like that. Can you give an example? Oh, man. I, uh, he didn't do too much with us, but I know a lot of stuff he's done. I know the only thing he did to me outside of trash talking when I first played against him because I knew him in college. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's so, right. first game, he shakes my hand, welcome to the league kind of thing. And I go set a pick on he punches me in the testicles. In the testicles? Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought we were friends. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But he'll say mean stuff to you, you know, it's like, it's just like you don't belong here. You know, he said stuff like that to me, but it was off the court when we're hanging out. Oh, he's really? Just, he's really like that. Like, you
0: know, oh. Did you see it as him trying to get an edge? Because that's course. the legend is yes. when he's he got you on trying, the court. So when we were playing
1: it. cards or whatever, he's always <clears> trying to get an advantage. Um, I still remember, you know, his famous line to LeBratford Smith after he had that great game. You know, Michael talking about why should I respond to a guy wearing my shoes, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like it's stuff like that, but he's he's a different cat. are y'all still
0: know? y'all still friends? I mean we're cool, or? but you know yeah.
1: we've lost touch, you know, now yeah. that he's an owner, you know he's yeah. big time and everything, but I trust me, like I always tell him, I remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you wouldn't so there's nobody you say is the goat
1: I think all these guys are great to okay. be honest with you I think Shaq is great. Shaq was an incredible guy, incredible athlete. He changed the game. I believe that if he had made up his mind to just dominate, no one would ever be able to defend him. I, do I was agree one, with one of that, the few too. people that could defend him and I used to tell him I, and I told him this, dude, let me tell you something man. If you ever decide just to like dunk on me, there's nothing I can do. What he say? He's like, "Yeah, you right." <laughs> but it's like, and then he comes in the game. One year, he was in shape, in my opinion. That was in 2000.
0: It felt that was like the first ring.
1: It felt like moving. Or no.
0: Yeah, that was his first ring.
1: It might have been his first. first th- yeah, yep, his first. first ring. It felt like moving, trying to move a building. Wow. Every part of his body was like, like steel. That's why, like Man of Steel, that was it at that time in 2000.
0: Yeah, is it fair? It's fair to say he, some people have said that he underachieved, underachieved, even though he had four rings. Yeah, but he underachieved. But, yeah.
1: Personally, he underachieved. Because every time you get a ring, it's a team thing. Yeah. But he underachieved. You know, Kobe was great. Kobe could have done a little bit more to ingratiate himself with his teammates, you know, but he Do still you one put of the that, top guys.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I heard stories with Kobe when he was younger. Yeah, like he, he was aloof. With you, you heard the story like about
1: that. me breaking up that fight, right? No. Between him and Shaq? Do share. <laughs> so uh, he mentioned it when they did that um, little When they sat down. Thing, and yeah, talk. sat down, yeah. Well, that was in practice? That was at a practice, but it wasn't a team practice. It was As I
0: said, because you never played No, with
1: them. we were just summertime, you know, working out and at Southwest College. And we're running up and down and they just join back and forth. And no one makes anything of it, because that's what we do. Yeah, we yeah, talk yeah, trash. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, this is my team. Now nah, this ain't your team, this is my team. This is my team. This is my Okay, whatever. It's both of your teams. All of a sudden, whap. <laughs> There's Wait, a swing. So Kobe swung at Shaq. No, Shaq swung at him.
0: So uh, let me let me and get I'm a little my- let me get a little background. <laughs> Was this while they – had they already won championships together uh, or it
1: was during that streak? I cannot remember the year. I don't think they had won a championship yet. Okay. But they were both on they the Lakers. They were both on the Lakers. Mitch Kupchak is sitting over in the corner. So it was all NBA players. All NBA guys. You know, I'm working out with them because I'm trying to get on the Lakers. I'm trying to you – know, Okay. Like so I'm it was
0: mostly to... Lakers playing. Uh, mostly and, and Lakers, And some free yes, agents. And okay. some other
1: guys, yes. And so I'm like, okay –
0: and they're on opposite teams? They're on
1: opposite teams, drawing back and forth. Next thing I know, there's a swing. So I run over. Not run over. I take about a step or two, and I grab Shaquille. And Kobe, then all of a sudden, he swings. But I'm like, so I can't hold Shaq <laughs> while he's swinging. <laughs> Somebody get him. Because I can't let Shaq go. Shaq yeah. ready to kill him. I let Shaq go. I So Kobe missed Kobe while you missed. were you
0: were holding Shaq and yes, he still missed. And
1: Kobe missed and Shaq's like trying to wrestle from me and I'm like, okay, I gotta buy maybe like two more seconds of being able to <laughs> hold this big dude. And then I think Samaki Walker came and grabbed Kobe and Mitch Kupchak slowly got her <laughs> came over <laughs> and said something or whatever. But it was like if that punch landed oh, on Kobe. Shaq. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did it come close to Hitting Code? Really? Yeah. would. It
1: might have changed his it career. It was that Brad Miller punch. Yes, yeah. It was I'm, that I'm glad one. that didn't land, too. Yeah, it was one of those. And I was like, he angry. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, he angry right now.
0: What, if you know, if you know, what was the genesis of all that? testosterone? That's,
1: That's it. That's all it was. Ego, from what I know with both of them. It was just their ego getting the best of them.
0: Now I heard a story. I don't know if it's true. I heard that when Kobe was young, like really kind of right when he got with the Lakers, that Shaq would talk a lot of trash to him. You know, just in open runs, and you know Kobe don't like being talked down to. No, Shaq thought it was more jokingly, and Kobe was taking it seriously. Yeah, but
1: some people know how to take a joke. Some don't. Yeah, and I don't think Kobe ever did, especially back then. I remember other situations, you know, like guys that I know that play with them, you know, we'll sit around and talk, and they said the same thing. It's like, he's not one to take joking, you know, well. Yeah, yeah. And so I saw it firsthand with that situation, but it was like, come on, guys, it's, it doesn't really matter. You guys are on the same team. It's one common goal, you know, but that's me with common sense yeah. talking. <laughs> they weren't thinking with common sense. They were, like, thinking, you know, with their egos. Wow.
0: Now, yeah. how do you compare, and I'm not asking who's greater, but just their games, Michael and Kobe, because they're very similar.
1: They may be the, most, the two similar guys. I mean, because Kobe patented everything after Mike. Yeah. And so, but at the end of the day, you know, Mike, I think Mike has the edge because Mike changed our game. Yes. Kobe was the recipient of that. So I can't say that he was better than Mike. Yeah. You know, because if it wasn't for Michael, I don't know what would have happened. But Michael was is a one of a kind talent because he came at the right time mm-hmm. at the globalization of the NBA.
0: Cable TV. Yeah. And, just and so video. he
1: was able to totally dominate. And I think that's why we say he's the greatest of all time. But again, like I said, if we're talking about greatest, then we gotta start putting down, okay, A, B, C, you know, subsections mm-hmm, of this. Mm-hmm. What makes him the greatest? Because if it's championships, then it's, he's not it's the muscle. greatest.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, yeah, if yeah. it's points, he's not the greatest. But, uh, <laughs> so what makes sneakers. him the greatest? Yeah, <laughs> shoe sales. <laughs> now nah, he's the greatest of that. <laughs> we know that for certain. <laughs>
0: Uh, you played – that ACC was a monster Ooh. back then because Lynn Bias was another one. Obviously, oh, he died Lord. tragically um, of the cocaine overdose on draft night. Yes. Um, if, I've heard people say if he had lived jo- – we know he got drafted by the Celtics. He would have played with Bird and those guys. That, that Jordan would not have become Jordan or at least wouldn't have been the
1: only he, dominant player. Like, he owned Mike. You really? He owned Mike in college. Now owned, Mike was good in he college. Owned, he owned a lot of us. In college. <laughs> I remember we beat him. The first time we beat him, I blocked his shot and he fell down. And there's a great picture of me pointing at him. Yeah, I was all on top of him, and I'm like, Oh Lord, I think I <laughs> what up. I just did. I woke up the beef. Even though we won that game, then we went down there to Maryland. Oh my Lord, they destroyed us. Wow. He remembered that block, and he came at me. The did whole he say anything game. about it? He didn't say anything about it. He didn't have to. You know, he just came out. He showed me in his game. You know, I was still learning basketball. But yeah. I didn't know I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wake up the beast. So those were le- lessons learned. But I personally believe he, he would have superseded Mike. We wouldn't have heard about Michael Jordan as much. Mike probably would have become great, but... <laughs> He he had the edge on Mike because wow. he was a better shooter. He was a better athlete. He was bigger and stronger. He was about six eight. He was yeah. six eight, like two. He was LeBron. He was a slimmer LeBron. Mm. Same body type, a slimmer LeBron, but with a jump shot. Like already had a jump shot. He mm. was a oh, he was a beast. I'm and sorry. he went
0: to Boston,
1: so he and probably, I'm sorry for right Jordan away. fans out there. And I, again. He would have. He would have done. Ooh, that's saying done a lot. Him. He would have done him. I
0: don't agree, but I'm gonna let you speak. He your did piece. him in
1: college. All we gotta do <laughs> well, is go Mike look at the ACC
0: day. Player of the Year. Was, so I don't what? know if Lynn was there. Yeah, Lynn would have been there. Yeah, at the Lynn time. Was there. So well, he what? was younger though. Yeah. So um. what?
1: Mike could have done him, but he did Mike. <laughs> Just like Ron Harper. Ron Harper used to give. Michael well, Fitz before his injury. Well,
0: he didn't Ron outplay. Mike he didn't. He outplayed Mike. Ron
1: gave Mike Fitch before his injury. Hold on, did he outplay Mike? He, he played Hopper. him tough. Ron Harper gave Michael Jordan fits before his knee injury. So what you saying? I'm just saying <laughs> there's certain people that gave him a fit. Mitch Richmond gave him fits. There's players that could that went at Mike now. Well,
0: okay, hold on. <laughs> Playing him tough. Giving him 23 while he gives you no, 33. No, I'm talking
1: about they were giving him 30 and he didn't have the same numbers. Come on, really? now. Really? Yes. There's people out there. And they were players that he did not want to see. What? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of guys that were afraid of Mike, but there were some, a few that he was afraid of too now. Who? Come on, now. Who else? They, he did not want to see Mitch Richmond. I'm telling you that right now. Come on, man. Man, Mitch Richmond. With Richman, all boy, due with respect that big to big old Mitch. head, he put that on Mike. Swing it around. Mike was like, "Nah, I don't want to mess with that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Vernon Maxwell played him kind of tough too.
1: Vernon Maxwell played tough because Vernon was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. ain't want no parts of that on any level.
0: But my, how how <laughs> Mike get it done like that then? Come on, 60 was, six, he he was six great?
1: great. He really was great. He had a killer instinct, and that is what separates Mike from everybody else his killer instinct, his winning mentality. It's like he wanted to win at all costs by any means necessary. Mm, mm. That was it. That's the difference.
0: Do you, do you know Ron Harper well? Yes. Do you know why he was traded from to, Cleveland? From Cleveland. Because you're up to your point. To, I was living in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think he went to the Clippers from yeah. Cleveland. I was living in Cleveland when he was traded. And that Cavs team was excellent. They, they Mark in. Price, Ron Harper, Brad, Brad Doherty, Dirty, Larry no. Nance, High Robert. Like, they could have beat I thought they had the the It was stuff some personal stuff that went
1: on. Yeah. You know, I don't know the details of that, but I do remember when he did get traded to the Clippers right before I got there. You know, and him making a comment that, you know, he's in jail. And being <laughs> with the Clippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so it's like when I got there, I was like, wait, ooh. <laughs> so that's what he was talking about. <laughs> it was a weird situation
0: back then. What was it like, baby? Is that when y'all practiced at, like, uh, I, don't, I, I, I can't up. remember. It was we, a high school? We
1: found, fi- wherever we, we found. College Listen, something? wherever we found is where we practiced. Wherever we could find. I'm like, where, is this an NBA team? What were
0: some of the places y'all practiced? Oh, man.
1: Southwest it, College. um so Salvation the, Army. Salvation Army. So during the season, you
0: had all types of different practice sites. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, man. It was weird. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Clippers, but it was it was fun, though. So stuff like Playing that for the Clippers fun. or just the league? The league in general. Well, the league, like, well, general, the league definitely was fun, yeah. but playing for the Clippers was fun. You know, it kept you on your toes. <laughs> I bet. You, all the stuff I took for granted, I really ended up appreciating once I got to the Clippers in 91. Yeah. It was like, Oh, my goodness. Us having our own practice facility in Seattle, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so once you here. leave
0: the Clippers, then it can be you can appreciate it. You appreciate you... it even more. You had, I think, your best individual season was with the Clippers, right?
1: Uh, my first one, yeah. You had a great I've year. had no. Sacramento were my best years, but it started with the Clippers because okay. I was getting consistent minutes. I became a starter for the first time because yep. I was coming off the bench in Seattle. We had too many great players.
0: Yeah, those are some good teams. X-Man, Dale Ellis, Tom
1: Chambers, those guys aren't giving up their minutes. Yeah, those are (laughs) some good teams. All
0: right, we're gonna take a quick break from In The Zone for a word from our sponsor. This time of year brings us two things, graduations and Father's Day, and the gifts that go along with them. Before you buy dad another tie, or that grad a balloon that will probably float away, ask yourself this. Does my dad or grad like wings or sports? Or better yet, both. If the answer is yes, then get them a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. Right now, if you purchase $30 worth or more in store or online, they'll give you a $5 bonus to keep for yourself. That's a gift that gives back. How generous of you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Terms and conditions apply. Now, you played in what I think is the greatest big man era ever. Shaq, Ewing, Elijah Wine, David Robinson, Mutombo. uh, Mutombo, morning. Uh, Young Tim Duncan, even.
1: Young Tim Duncan. I want to ask you. Jack Sigma, I caught a piece of him. How good was he? Because he gets,
0: people don't recognize how good he was.
1: He was incredible. That up high here, you don't challenge it, he shoots it. You challenge it, he goes by you. It's kind of like that move and Mikhail's up and under Mm -hmm. and Kareem Skyhook. Kareem Skyhook is definitely the greatest move of all time. I think McHale's is next and then Sigma's. And we had the the play called the Sigma, you know. And so it's like you can't stop stuff like that, man. They made it their own, yep, and yep. there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Who would you say, who was the best big man you ever played against?
1: Kareem. Okay. My first game was against Kareem. And I remember was that than. year, my rookie year. He was older then, but he was still kicking butt. That sky hook was still potent. Um, after him, I have to say Akim Olajuwon.
0: Better than Shaq?
1: Oh, my two. Lord, yes. Really? Okay. I, I could guard Shaq. I didn't like didn't it. he didn't have the,
0: the moves. No, he didn't have the strength. moves.
1: Um... I kind of could I could guess what Shaq wanted to do, overpower me. You know, yeah. he wants to dunk, you know. Yeah, yeah. I used to frustrate him by just standing in front of him, let him run me over. Okay. You know, have um, Joey Crawford call the offensive <laughs> foul. <on him>. <laughs> <laughs> I used to use that against him, depending on who the referees were. <laughs> you know, so how, you got to know stuff like you that. You know
0: what they going so to call. I know what they going to call, so I use it against them. Okay, you know? okay.
1: But Akeem... He had inside outside the foot speed. He had the shake. He had everything. Hakeem, by far, mm. one of the toughest opponents I've ever faced. David Robinson was tough too. It was hard for me to defend people that were similar to me. Yeah, you know, in physical body type and blues. yeah. Oh lord, I had a hard time. With, I had a hard time with Mourning. I love Matumba was my favorite
0: to go. he had the
1: offensive oh. skills. Right? Bernie Bickerson said, if I played against Mutombo, I'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> All my career highs are against Mutombo. Why'd you like
0: playing <laughs> against him so much?
1: Because <laughs> I just knew how to play against him. <laughs> I just, I could have, it's so funny, I would look at the schedule, right? No matter what was going on, I had like three bad games, four bad games. I'm looking around to see when do I play Montana? When do I play Denver? Oh, there it is. Oh, I know I'm gonna come out of my slump. When do I play Atlanta? Oh, wow, wow. I had 25 rebounds against him in like 31, 32 minutes, my career high. You know, I. It's like everything I've done is usually against him.
0: Do you feel like your NBA career? could have been better or should have been better?
1: No, only because, well, you know what, it's hard to say. It probably could have been better if I ended up on different teams, you know. You were
0: never on great, well, Seattle was a good team. Seattle
1: was a good team, but we weren't great, you know. When I left and all that, then Gary became became the glove. Sean became the rain man, you know. But it's like I always cut teams on the tail end. Like, when I got to Detroit, Isaiah was already under mm-hmm. decline. Mm-hmm. Lambea, Rodman was still good, but that's when he lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, but I look at it this way. I did the best with what I had. You know, I wasn't the most talented guy. I didn't, again, I was still learning on the fly. When did you <laughs> feel like you got
0: to a point where you were done you know, you knew the game of basketball and you weren't kind of learning or feeling
1: like Around, new to the game. When I got to Detroit, when I got traded from the Clippers to Detroit, that's when I think everything clicked for me. Okay, Not that first year, but the second year. I was number two in the league in rebound. It was the same year I broke my hand and I mm. finished tied with Akeem, you know, for um, third third position. Yeah, And so... I th- well, second, or whatever, you know, how they do in golf, you know, Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Dennis was one. They had Akeem here and then me. So, okay, okay. but I, you know, I did, I finished the season with a broken hand. Wow. And so to me, that's when it started because I learned from Isaiah. I learned from Dennis the year before mm-hmm. on how to approach the game. Okay. You know, how to check my ego at the door. And so from that point on, I just played the game, you know.
0: What was Isaiah like as a teammate, Isaiah Times? Because he he's reputed as a great leader, He and is. obviously he was a leader. He's a that great time.
1: leader, great guy. He definitely was about team, and he wanted us to be our best. You know, it as I, I the only story that I remember from all my dealings with Isaiah is this one. Um, I can you know I have so many like these guys coming to my house and my mother cooking for them. Mm. And him eating a piece of my mother's chicken and pulling out money, and like, "Him hey, Mrs. Potty, <laughs> best chicken I ever had, including <laughs> my mom's, you know, something <laughs> like that. But I remember when I, my rookie year, I meet Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, every all these great players, Chuck Person, we're Where in Chicago. At? Okay. Uh, we used to have, you know, the play association have like meetings. Um, and so, we went to Chicago for the meeting. I was a player rep back then. It was, it wasn't by choice. They it was, just
3: make rookies. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> You're the player rep. <laughs> but I embraced it. I was like, oh my god, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so these guys are gambling. Okay. You know, and I mean, I'm not making. I make what three hundred thousand dollars my rookie year. So it's like I don't have a lot of money. So, but I want to be a part of this. So they rolling dice and everything else. And I still remember what he said to me. He says, um, do you want to gamble or you want to shoot dice? And I said, I want to shoot dice. OK. And so all my money's gone. I think I lost like $700. I'm damn near in tears. <laughs> I got to be in Chicago two more days. I ain't got no <laughs> He took all my money. <laughs> So he pulls me over to the side, and these guys are still betting, and they betting big money. He pulls me over to the side. And he goes, uh, remember that question I asked you? Do you want to gamble or do you want to shoot dice?" And you said you want to shoot dice. See, I don't shoot dice; I gamble. Okay? And so I'm like, "There's a difference." <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so he begins to do what most people do when they have the upper hand. Starts a banjo. He goes. He starts counting out the money, right? 100. So you work hard for this money, right? All year. So he's you, counting out the money he won from you. He's counting out the you. money that he won from okay. you. OK. All right, so you work hard for this money all season, right? You know, all the pain and everything is the second 100. Um, and you just came here and gave it to me, right? I'm like, yes. So what did I do to you? I said, you took my money. He said, no, I pimped you. Now you work for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me right now?
1: So you take my money and I'm getting this? <laughs> so he finished counting out the money. He gives it back to me. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. It's like, if you ain't ready to gamble, don't get involved.
3: And wow. I was like,
1: okay, lesson learned. <laughs> you know, but I was like... I don't need all this, man. <laughs> if you got to give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> but you know, he taught me a valuable lesson. Yeah, like yeah. Sometimes you got to know your place. Yeah, yeah. You just have to know your place. Even though I wanted to be a part of that. You shouldn't have been involved. I shouldn't in have that. been involved. And that was the lesson I learned. Is
0: that because, one, you may not have known how to gamble as well as them? Or two, you weren't making the money that they were Both.
1: making? Both. OK. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, I just, I was just excited being in the room. So I felt like I should have should partake.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And so and that's never even been my style. I grew up in Harlem around drug dealers yeah. and everything. I never I've never done drugs, you know. And so I know how to say no, but it's like it looks so fun at that <laughs> time because 'Cause I'm like, oh my God, you know, that's Isaiah Thomas, that's Magic Johnson. <laughs> it's so cool. But there's a price to pay sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so it was a, it was a very good lesson. I heard back
0: then and you were I guess the beginning of your career, you were flying commercial. Oh, yes. Now, I heard stories that guys would be gambling in the on airport. On the
1: plane, in the, the, the airport, sitting right there, parents and kids running around, rolling dice. Oh, yeah. That's
0: a big reason I heard why, one of the reasons the NBA wanted to go to charters, because it was like you can't just be
1: they were all doing that money. It. Cause, wow. You got to remember, it's, what else are we going to do? You know, we're gonna sit there. No, we didn't have iPhones, we didn't have any of that <laughs> stuff back then. And, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we probably should have known better. You know, we did a lot of that stuff in our rooms, but when we were traveling, you bored, you, you just want to you know, have some fun. Mm-hmm. We pulled out the deck of cards, we start playing Tonk or Space or whatever. Yeah just having fun what
0: were fans like i can't even imagine guys y'all flying commercial now oh like, my god what it were was fans like, like
1: it was absurd but <laughs> it was new to me so i was like okay and you okay my rookie year you know they gave all the rookies middle seats <laughs> that was I'm part perfect. of the hazing oh rookie. my goodness and there's always a and little And you're flying coach we're flying coach <laughs> oh, oh yeah god, the this- vets get first class Rookies get coached.
0: Now, it wasn't based on how good you were,
1: right? Oh, no. it, was, it was total seniority. It don't matter who you are. All of us had to do it. Wow. But they specifically made Frank Furtado, who, was, who handled all that stuff, yeah. put him in middle seats. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we, we got on a plane, it's the middle seat. Oh, <laughs> so man. we sit there, we don't know anybody. You mind switching with me? <laughs> but it seemed like every time we flew there was somebody with a baby (laughs) oh my goodness and we flew you know like now you know they stay overnight you know all kinds of stuff we had to catch the first flight out so we getting four o'clock wake-up calls oh you know
0: morning of the games right? sometimes morning of
1: the game four o'clock wake-up call so it didn't matter if we had the game the next night or in a couple days you catch the first flight out to be in the next city wow so i remember we played In Denver and got snowed in and we had a game against Houston right but the game against Houston was two days later okay so we got to Denver on a Saturday Uh, I mean on Friday played Saturday thinking we're gonna wake up and go out Sunday afternoon Mm. oh no they're calling everybody flights are canceled we're snowed in so we stay in Denver Sunday snow came down like like in a movie Monday, we're still there. Tuesday is the game. We we They call in the league. We don't know yeah, we're gonna yeah, be able to yeah. get out to play the game. So finally, the snow let up. We had to fly. Um, the starters went out first. Then the bench players. Really? Yes, that's how so we flew out. So different flights? Yes, different flights, because we couldn't get everybody on the same wow. flight. And so it's funny because I still remember, like, when we finally made it to the arena and all that, the coaches still hadn't gotten there. So, oh. Bernie, all them guys are running out, tying in, tied. The game's already going on. So, you started the game with the no coach. The game coaches? started well, with you had no a coach. You didn't even have the head? <laughs> the game what? started. The game started. Was there
0: any, any authority figure there? That, like Who
1: was? I think we had one. No, I'm not saying we didn't have any coaches. Okay. I think we had one. I think, Bernie was, was I think Bernie was there. I think Bernie was there. But the assistants came in because they wow. had some with us. And so we all running out, players, you know, we still like, we have dress. <laughs> we're running out there. So they started the game with just a five, and we scattering, you know the next one come in, and all of a sudden our bench started filling up. It was like the craziest thing, wow. man. Wow! And because we didn't have a private plane, it's like charter. That's okay, can we get a? We, <laughs> I mean, can we get on this flight? <laughs> so when you got charters, it was like a whole new oh world. Oh my goodness! Oh, then the gambling was right there. Before we even took off, there were already people down five thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, we're not even in the air yet. Are you down five grand?
0: <laughs> What's the? I don't know if it's best, biggest, worst gambling story you ever saw. Like a guy just loses shirt. You ain't got to name names, but. Shoot, the to. one Go that made,
1: the one we had first. I mean, I have a ton. I got to say some of this for my book, but um, <laughs> the one that made up uh, the news oh, um, uh, with Dale Ellis and Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. that's the biggest one. Yeah, I mean, actual fight. I mean, it was crazy, and that was one of those days. You know, we were flying out, and again, before we left the ground, he's down like five, ten grand. Which one was down? Dell, okay. he was down by five, ten grand, that fast. So he got, you know, got some money wired to him. I think we were going to Phoenix. So got money sent to him, more gambling. So long story short, they, um, X is like, I want my money. You know, this is days later. Okay. And we had a rule amongst our team. When we get back to our home city, you know, you have until the next day. Because yeah. you're home now. You can go to your bank you know, and get the yeah. money. If we're on the road, we understand. Well, a couple of days go by, there's no money. So we had a uh, uh, practice. X stood up. It's like, yo, man, I want my money. It's like, man, you get your money when you get your money. What'd you say? Bap. Woo. <laughs> he just clocked him. So what? Now Dale was a tough dude. Dale was so a what tough dude. After where that? He jumped up. They start swinging. I grab one. I'm always involved in <laughs> breaking up fights. I grab one. Derek McKee and Nate McMillan grab another. Uh, Gary grabs somebody. We all like just holding on to people. And KC and everybody walks in. It's like what? What? What's going on? <laughs> Man, they talking, yelling back and forth. He's like. All right, everybody go home. Practice canceled. (laughs) We were just stretching.
2: Wow.
0: We hadn't
1: even started practice. Practice is canceled. Wow. So, Dale runs out, grabs a two by four. (laughs) He's ready to swing. So we have X in the back and everybody's standing there. We're not letting Dale get in. We're not letting him come out because he wants to come out and fight. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So finally, (laughs) send him on home, right? We squashed everything yeah. so we thought so here they come so now Dale somehow finds out that X is going to be at the office at the uh, team office because they want to meet with them
0: Oh, the off team wants yeah. the office wants to meet
1: with the so team. X had his baby newborn baby at the time right in the elevator <laughs> with one of our um, interns or video guys yeah. so Dale Walked into the into the building and saw X as soon as the elevator opened. While he's on the baby, BAP! Clocked him with a <laughs> It wasn't one of these cell phones. It was the brick. Remember the brick oh, cell yeah, phone? Was yeah. Big he huge. clocked him in the head <laughs> with the cell phone. While, he while he's holding baby. While he's on the baby. <laughs> he's like, uh, that's this again, I'm t- I'm relaying what uh, Paul said, the yeah, video yeah. guy. So X said, Hold my baby. So, Cause Dale hit him and took off. Okay. Hold my baby. Held the baby. Chased him. <laughs> Slammed him against every car that was in. Dale. He was slamming. that. Wow. 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 So, they basically after that incident, they traded everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All of us got people that went. I'm like, I got traded. I'm like, I'm not involved in this. Literally, they traded. They traded Dale. They traded X. They traded Tom Chambers. They traded me. They traded Seidel. They traded everybody. It's like, wow. we ju- okay, we're just going to have um, Gary, Sean. <laughs> y'all can stay the rest of <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's that's
0: interesting. That is in- Well, you, you, I mean, gosh, you said so much. Gary Payton, what was he like in his earliest? Because we know the legend of Gary Payton, what he became yeah. and all that. What was he like? As a young guy, it wasn't – it took him a few years to even, you know, to play yeah, at a Yeah, it took high him level. a
1: while. He was really brash, talking out the side of his ear. And um, we saw that early on. And so we, we, we went at him, even as teammates. Yeah. You know, we went at him because we knew he had some limitations. Yeah. One being his jump shot. Yeah. I don't think he would have become what he became if he didn't have the perseverance that he did because I still remember the playoff series against the Lakers, Magic embarrassed him. I mean, they embarrassed all of it because they swept us, but personally, he was guarding them. Every time Gary caught the ball, he basically ran under the basket, left them by himself. Wow. And he he couldn't make shots. Wow. And that summer, he just took it upon himself. I think that was the game. That was the defining moment in his career. You know, you're never gonna embarrass me like that again. Literally, like he caught the ball, magic ran back. I guarding, you. Like turn his back on him type oh, stuff. Wow. I'm not guarding you. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't have the pleasant mind to drive. Yeah, yeah, just go
0: into the basket.
1: <laughs> so he was young. Wow. So he taught him, you know, you can't talk trash, you know, to certain people. Because yeah, he talked, you know, he talked. He, tr- he came in talking trash, thinking that was the way he was supposed to be. I'm from Oakland, da da da. Nah, that's, that's not gonna work yeah, right now. Yeah, You gotta have a game. You know, you got to be able to back it up with your game in the NBA. You might get away with that at Oregon State, but it wasn't happening here. Yeah. But he learned from that, and he became the glove. What about Rodman? That must have been wild. My favorite teammate. Really? My favorite teammate. Why? He just, he knows how to play the game. Smart, hard worker. You know, he plays 40 minutes and then gets in the gym right after the game, do another hour workout. I mean, he was incredible. I. I mean, borderline psycho, of course, but as far as the workouts. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm too tired to be doing another hour of workouts. After the game. I'm talking about a work, a full workout. After a game. Did you ever
0: ask him why he does that?
1: That was his thing. That was his thing. You know, he's like, he want to stay in shape. And I'm like, I'm exhausted watching you work out. Wow. Wow. So, but he was really a good guy. Nothing he wouldn't do for you. You know, he definitely got... A bad rap, you know, with everything that was going on because he was he's he's like super genius when it comes to rebounding, oh yeah, and knowing how to play the game. he's super genius, wow, and so you know, I think he got caught out there like with the whole with him and Madonna mm-hmm. that whole there's no such thing as bad publicity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he got really you know yes, there is bad publicity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trust me on that there's bad publicity yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now. Today, let's, let's go to the playoffs because you, you said, I think, on the herd a week or so, week or two ago. A couple weeks ago. That Boston is going to
1: win the East. Yes. Is that correct? Why do you think they're beating Cleveland? They're beating Cleveland for the simple fact that they're a much better team. You know, bottom line is Brad Stevens has empowered his guys. When Gordon Hayward went down, no one panicked. And people didn't even see that. It's like, oh, my God, oh, he's yeah. hurt, he's down for the year. No, they rallied around. They should have won even that first game. Mm-hmm. So, But they rallied around. They ran like 16 in a row. And then Kyrie gets hurt. No one panics. Terry Rogier, you step in there. Jalen Brown, you step in there. And Brad has empowered those guys. The same shots Kyrie was getting, Terry, you get. The mm-hmm. same shots Gordon was getting, Jalen, you get. A lot of coaches don't do that. A lot of coaches, they minimize their players. They, you know, they emasculate them, you know, instead of pushing them to greatness. They don't, you know, Brad Stevens is allowing his players to be great. Mm-hmm. He's allowing them, the young guys, to make mistakes and learn from the mistakes. And I think they got a steal in Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. No My question. goodness. He's that's phenomenal. ridiculous. But they length and size and the fact that they have this toughness that the Cavaliers can't match. Okay, they got so you, six guys they can rotate on LeBron. Yeah, so what do you say, How many games is this going? I said five. Boston in sti- five. I, I'm sticking with it. My
0: producer is like a huge Boston fan. He is just he's just eating this up. <laughs> you know, he's like,
1: <laughs> I, hey, I I don't ever change my predictions or what I say, you know. And I said Boston in five. Boston in five. And I call. I told people Toronto was not gonna beat. Nah, they didn't want that Because they don't have the mental makeup, Yeah, you know. But definitely Boston does. They're a lot tougher than Cleveland. So in the West, who you got? I have the Warriors in five. Five.
0: Okay, so what about the finals?
1: Finals is the Warriors, and I don't want to say they're going to sweep them. I think Boston gets one game, so I say Warriors in five okay. again. Okay, If Five is a good number. <laughs> <laughs> in
0: your predictions, either even if LeBron gets to the finals, they're... Let's say he doesn't win the championship, which is highly unlikely that he does. What do you think he should do this off season?
1: I think he should stay in Cleveland, finish out his career. So you know? don't worry about rings. No, anything. because you have rings. Um, I think if he goes away again, it, it's going to tarnish his legacy. Really? Yes, because you had a point. Now, I understood the Miami thing because you hadn't won. I can understand one time. Then you went back to Cleveland. You You didn't leave Miami and go somewhere else. You went back. You can't do that again. That's going to look really whack now if you start Mm. doing that.
0: Mm. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Stay in
1: Cleveland. You can't come to the Lakers because you have better plays in Cleveland than you do with the Lakers. Well, if he went there with Paul George. Uh, If my aunt had testicles, she'd be my uncle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, well, on that note, um, I want to ask you, we talked about it last night, you still play. You're 54 years old, and you still playing.
1: No, I don't play. Well, you went out for the big three, right? I took part in the big three tryout because, one, I really am impressed with what they've done, and I saw it as a way to kind of, like, get back into the game a little bit. It didn't turn out the way I wanted, but I still wanted to see what I could do and when i found out that i was you know taking part in the combines i only had like a three week lead time to get in shape Mm. and i hadn't played basketball in 12 years you know i hadn't run up and down the court in 12 years (laughs) i was 40 pounds i still am about 40 pounds (laughs) over my playing weight (laughs) so but it was just to see if I could do it. So within two and a half weeks, I got myself in a little bit of shape, lost about 15 pounds in two weeks, Whew. got in the gym. I dunked the basketball, okay. which I hadn't done in 12 years. <laughs> Man, my body was like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and so I went out there, and I did really well. You won the one-on-one, I right? I won the, the one-on-one against all the big guys. And I'm talking about guys that are like 31, 32 that could still probably be in the league if they had some kind of mental toughness. Wow, because that's the
0: thing, they do have some
1: young guys, that, guys that had only a cup of coffee in the league, yeah. right? But they're and young. It's like, yeah, but I'm like, dude, try work on your game. If this is your craft, work at it. They don't do that. And that's what's so pr- surprising to me. And when I won the one-on-one competition, I knew I was gonna win. But I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, this was not as hard as I thought. Because wow. they were going for all the pump fakes. I'm like, dude, I'm not dunking the basketball. <laughs> Why are you jumping? <laughs> Their IQ is kind of low.
0: You, you know? think that's just a plague of today's generation oh, of yeah, players? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. You know, it's like the old saying, youth is wasted on the young. Mm-hmm. And we get to see it a lot more in, bas- in, in sports. Because the way to get in, to get experience is to go through it, to experience it. But, you know if you don't experience it and learn from your experiences, then you're doomed for failure because mm-hmm. you're gonna keep repeating the same mistakes. And I, that's what I saw during the tryouts that a lot of these guys, they made so many mistakes when they were in the league, even if it was for a short amount of time. Even now, they're still doing the same mistakes. They're just not thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm 54. There's no way I should be scoring this ugly hook shot on you. <laughs> I'm not even jumping off the ground. Wow. Now
0: what, so what do you think, what's the better? there's always the discussion, what era was better? Your era where obviously we were dominant bigs, or this era where they're shooting all the threes, this era's better.
1: This is the one I like. Really? Aesthetically more pleasing. Ours was WWF wrestling, yeah. man. Yeah. With guys that could shoot the ball. That's all it was. It was wrestling. <laughs> You know, Vince McMahon, I think, was our commissioner. (laughs) Come on now. It's ridiculous. Now, you know, they might not be as tough as people want to say, you know. And I think the reason we say that is because we're so used to seeing, you know, Oakley, Mason, Mm -hmm. Ewing, and those guys, everybody scrapping. We don't appreciate the beauty of what's going on right now. And that's why I love San Antonio. I love the Warriors. I love watching those teams because – It's a thing of beauty to watch, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. those crisp passes, jump shots. I'm wide open. It's man, please. I'd rather watch this this game right now as a fan. Better players now? I'm not saying that. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not saying better players. I'm just saying it's aesthetically better. (laughs) Better players then. Better players then. Really? We were more fundamentally sound. Yeah. I'll give our era that because we had twelve. think we had 12 back then all 12 could play yeah now you have 15 you hoping to have five six guys that could play the rest just make up the team and that's the sad part Mm. and the other thing about our era if you got hurt you losing your job (laughs) that's why we all played hurt because I'm not taking a chance of this guy coming off the bench and me not being able to get my job back wow you know so we played through all the injuries Yep, you know? Yep. I can't give up my job. Now, they get hurt, come back, job's still available.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this last question before you go. Go back to 2000. I've always wanted to ask you this. You were, you had the incidents where you were
1: impersonating a police officer. So they say.
0: So the, yeah, so tell I'm me, clear the air, up. clear the air.
1: You know what? <laughs> I, I've paid a heavy price for that. And it's not even close to what happened. Hmm. Not even close. OK, and I thank you for bringing this up. And I didn't even know you were going to bring it up. But in my mind, I was like, please let them ask about this. Please let them ask about this. So I'm with the Utah Jazz, and we just got done with practice. I have a jet black Mercedes-Benz tinted windows with California license plates. That could never, ever be mistaken for anything but a Mercedes-Benz. I pull out of our practice facility, and I'm driving. I'm going to see a young lady. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe that was punishment. Uh-huh. But so I'm on the phone with her. I had two cell phones. I had a black cell phone, and I had that new Nextel that flipped up like the Matrix phone. Okay. Okay. So I'm on the phone. I'm on the black cell phone with her, and the other one sitting in the chair. And so I'm driving this car. You know, the lane started to become one because there were cones. So the car swipes me like this, clips my car. I felt him hit me mm. and kept going and made a right turn. So I'm like, oh, snap. You know? So I made the right turn. I'm thinking he's going to stop so we could you know, exchange numbers mm-hmm. and all that. He keeps going. So I keep going. I pick up the black phone. I say, hey, let me call you back. you know. Yep. And so and I'm like, oh, you know what? No, no, no. I want you to stay on the phone. She's like, what happened? I said, um, I just got hit. You know, All right, hold on. So I grabbed the other phone and I called 911. I called the police. They put me on hold. So I'm like, okay, I'm calling the police right now. They got me on hold. Okay, fine. So while all this is going on, he makes a U-turn and parks in the house. It's his house. So you followed. I, I followed all the way. So I make a U-turn and now my driver's side is facing him okay he comes out tell him he's a gang banger from california <laughs> wow apparently they had called the police too so i'm like i'm a gangbanger.
3: so what he don't know about? you from anybody he, he doesn't know me from anybody
1: that, yeah. so the lady who he was with comes out we're calling the police right get the out of here so i'm like i got the police on the phone now you know it's like yeah he's a gang banger from california I like dude if i was a gang banger you'd be dead right now <laughs> right so I yell out, I'm Olden Polonese of the Utah Jazz. So now he realizes I'm not a gangbanger and all that stuff. He walks up to my car. It's like, dude, what's going on? It's like, yo, you hit my car. It's like, no, I didn't. I said, my man, you hit my car. When you made that right turn, you mm-hmm. clipped my car. So, like, oh, man, I didn't even realize it, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. So my wallet is sitting in my driver's seat, okay. in my passenger seat, and it's open. I had a little pin, right, that was given to me by my, by my agent. You know, and he gave me one. He gave Carl Malone one. He gave uh, Danielle Marshall one, and he gave Brian Russell one because okay. he represented all of us. And it was from Chef Lee Baca. It's just like a little commemorative pin, okay. like the size of a nickel. It's in my, you know, like if you ever get pulled over, you, yeah, you know, yeah, you open yeah, it, up, they it. see it, yep. and then they let you know whatever. They give yep. you a courtesy. He sees that. He's like, why do you have that? I said, none of your effing business. Right? Yeah. That was it. So I'm still waiting on the police to come back. You know, that's all I said to him. I said, yo, dude, you know, do you want to exchange information? What do you want to do? It's like, man, I don't think I hit your car, but, you know, if, we, you, know, if you want to exchange information. Like, yo, let's exchange information. So we exchanged information. That was it. I left. Police never came back on the phone. I go home. Okay. I never even bothered to go see who I was going to see. Yep. I just ended up going home because I'm like, this is crazy. A week later, they're telling me I'm being charged with impersonating a police officer. Wow. And so I'm like, huh? What the hell's going on? Now, there's, never, there's no police. There's nothing. So I talked to the team. I talked to Jerry Sloan and um, Kevin O'Connor, who was the GM at the time. The assistant DA came in, and we had a meeting. Okay. And I explained, just like I said to you, I explained what happened, and I showed it to him. Okay. You know, he's like, is that what we're talking about? I said, this is exactly what, what happened. He's like, don't even worry about it. I'll take care of it. Mm. Mm. Next thing I know, they filed charges. The, the person that he Yes. You. They filed charges. The district attorney filed charges. I'm like, wait a minute, how is that taking care of it? you filing charges now. Oh, the DA filed charges. The DA, charges. yes. At first it was just a report. Yeah, yeah. Then they filed charges. So the team had another meeting with me. It was like, hey, maybe you should just take a a deal. You know, I don't think you want to go through this during the season. Uh, look out for the team. And me being the dummy that I was, looking out for the team, <laughs> I copped the plea deal, which I shouldn't have done. I should have just went to trial yeah. and dealt with it then. Wow. Wow. And so that's it. So that's bothered you for all It's bothered all this, me it for, since 2000. Yeah. Because, you know, I get people laughing at me, oh, you know, hey, police officer. And I'm like, <laughs> are you for real? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Oh, that's man. exactly what happened. Because he saw that little thing in my wallet, he asked me what it was, and then he, he re- relayed that to them. He said, well, I saw he had a badge in his, mm. in his wallet. Mm. But when I showed it to the DA, Mm-hmm. It's the size of a nickel. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's if, like, like
0: cops give you something. And yeah, so you, but I you know, never,
1: I never said anything about police. I never did anything. All I said was, "It's none of your business." Wow. <laughs> so I. <laughs> well, I'm glad you
0: got to clear that up here on in the zone, hey. and uh, we glad we could provide you the platform. But uh, great, I appreciate great interview, it, man. great I appreciate stories. It. We appreciate. I know I knew you'd be good because I love hearing you interview because you, oh, you. you got great stuff. So there it is in the zone, old Polynes, 15 year NBA yeah. veteran. Don't believe and- everything
1: you hear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here we go for another segment of one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I welcome in you let me Jay back in Mack, this week yeah, after last yeah, week's Yeah, I thought about it. I felt bad square about off. beating you bad. down. Okay. Um, I let you back. So another segment of Knockdown.
3: Yes. Jay, what you got for uh, me? Listen. You're uh, feeling
0: good because your Celtics playing well. I'll give you props on that. the
3: Rockets, I think you said they have a 40, 45% chance. No, no, last I said 25%. 25, okay. Zero percent chance. <laughs> but let's start with uh, your Cavs, your guy LeBron. There is a somber mood out there right now, like, Are are they dead? Is this series over? And Chris, I got to say, they've lost two games by double digits. They can't make three-pointers to save their life. Defensively, they're getting shredded. Nothing from the backcourt. I know there's a few days off and they're going home. Brad Stevens, his coach, circles around Ty Lue. I don't see an argument for the Cavs in this series other than, well, they have LeBron. I think the series is over. Do you? No, no, no. It's too, look,
0: Boston looks great. All props to them, all props to Brad Stevens and the players. They need to start getting some respect, too. But, look, Boston has been bad on the road in the playoffs. This is true. 9-0 at home, 1-4 on the road. And the one game they did win against Philadelphia, come on. The Sixers kind of threw Gave that away. That away, that's Okay, true. so you're going to Cleveland. You got the best player in the world. And the role players for both teams play better at home. If you look at Terry Rozier, who was great again in game two, in the playoffs, he's averaged 20 points at home, 13 on the road. He shot 45% from three at home, 24% on the road. You look at Al Horford, 20 points at home during the playoffs, 12 on the road, 30% shooting from three on the road. Jalen Brown even goes from 18 points down to 16. So the players in Boston, the role players and even the young Leaders and stars aren't going to be as good on the road as they have been at home. Right, let me so jump. Can I jump I in the pushback? Can come back. Okay,
3: I would. I, no dispute of anything you said. However, this is a Cavs team that got blown out at home against Indiana in Game They're One. They're five and one right? at home, and they needed a buzzer beater against a bad Toronto team. Bad. Well, they won I mean, 59 games. I mean, the Cavs led that game by double digits most of the way and let Toronto creep back in. I believe that was a game without DeRozan. Remember the fourth quarter, they kind of subbed well, him it out. was Rosen DeRozan was there. He was. He yeah, just he got benched because he, he wasn't playing. Okay, he with. got benched. So Toronto got back in that game. LeBron won at the buzzer. So it's not like Cleveland is unbeatable at home. No, right? We I mean they're not this, a right. terrific team, but they're five and one at home. They okay. play much
0: better. They were three and two. Now they're three and four on the road in the playoffs. Okay. So they're gonna play much better. Boston's not going to play as well. Again, you got the best player. Look, last night you could argue game two was more of a must win for Boston than for Cleveland because considering that the Celtics play so poorly on the road, if they lose last night, then they probably go back to Boston for game five down 3-1. And now you're facing elimination. So, look, all LeBron has to do is win one game in Boston. It could be game five. It could be game seven. It doesn't matter.
3: But he just has to win Wait, one game. But, but when you say that, you make it sound like these next two are going to the Cavs. No, I'm not, it's not automatic. Look, Boston's playing great. Okay. I mean, there's no doubt
0: about it. But I'm just saying it's not over. Like, for us to be acting like, oh, it's there's no chance Cleveland can win, that's ridiculous. Because, again, best player, you got home court. And, look, LeBron James, when he says, I'm not concerned, He's not just blowing smoke. <laughs> this is a guy that was down 3-1 to the best regular season uh, team in history. He had
3: Kyrie Irving.
0: Draymond but got you're suspended. But still down 3-1. And Man. they still, I give you that, that Draymond suspension completely changed the momentum. And they had Ky- how, Kyrie Irving how, on that team. No question. Right. He was great. However, you still had to win two games with Draymond
3: mm-hmm. on the floor in Golden State. At the same time. LeBron looks around this roster. Okay, Jordan Clarkson did not right, play br- yeah, in game two. He's not getting the help. He, I mean, he's done. But, but here's- Hood can't play. Okay, George Hill is an embarrassment to watch play. Okay, Kyle Korver cannot defend Jalen Brown. They just went right at Kyle Korver. Had to play him off the court. Okay, so I don't see the supporting cast. This is two losses on the road by double digits. Well, look, it's he, not neither a, game was close. It's closed. not a and, great. Hold on, well, my no, last no point.
0: game. Hold on. Like game two was close. Oh my gosh, the Cavs. didn't I mean, get... you can't look. It's like saying the Houston Golden State game wasn't close because it was double figures. It was close. Uh-huh. It was a
3: competitive game in the three point era. Toward the end of the game, you can you can go okay. ahead and if end you up winning by lead double lead figures. or you You're good not game. in one within one possession. I don't consider that close. I do. I mean, okay. they were within
0: five points. Did you what, at any point how, they were within five
3: points with what six minutes left okay. or something but like that? At any point, did that's you think close, all right, that's Cavs two possessions. look good? They're running good offense. I think they got this. At any point, did you think the Cavs were going to win that game last night in the fourth quarter?
0: Well, I, I mean, they're down, but it, I, it was a close game mm-hmm. within reach. Is my point? Okay, it wasn't a one possession game, but it was within reach. And again, LeBron's been down numerous times, mm-hmm. not just the Warriors down t- three two. In the finals against San Antonio, remember 20, 2013, 20, uh, uh, yeah, down 3-2, two, going to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals against the big three Celtics. Yeah. And he plays great, and they win the series. So, Let me hear I'm your just new saying, pick
3: for the series. I'm sticking you know, I'm with stick, Celtics i I'm in sticking seven. with my pick. Cavs in? I said six. I'll stick with it. Wow. All right, let's There's move no on need to, to, two, to, to, to the away. Celtics. Uh, Listen, uh, you've been pushing this angle, Chris. i got to say I've sent you a couple upset text messages about it. Uh, Chris, come on. The Boston Celtics won 55 games with Gordon Hayward not playing, and he's a top 20 player in the NBA. I don't think we'd argue that. We Uh, would argue that. Top we, okay, 20? we won't argue He's that a one-time All Star. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, there's a reason they paid him 130 million dollars. They last paid Al Horford that. Everybody was he wa- top 20 when well, they Al did Horford's that? Al Horford's older. I mean, Gordon Hayward's in his prime. Was he top 20 when they gave him that money? No. Okay. Uh, Gordon Hayward was a tw- was a 26 <laughs> year old your, uh, guy on the rise. Don't come to me with contracts. Oh my God. Okay, off fine. This. <laughs> 55 wins. No Gordon Hayward. Kyrie misses the you know the end of the season. Next year, this is a team that's going to dominate the East. I know your Sixers are going to be there. Assuming LeBron leaves, this is a 60-65 to win team next year when you add in Kyrie and Hayward. I think under no circumstances should they tinker and go after Kawhi or trade Kyrie. Your bench, your three guys off the bench next year are looking at Rozier, probably Marcus Smart, and Marcus Morris. I mean, those are huge contributors now. They're going to have maybe, after the Warriors, the best starting lineup in the NBA next year. Why on earth? Would you trade anybody from this team? And, and let's please stop with the Gordon Hayward trade ideas. Nobody's trading for a guy coming off that injury. That is just not happening. Oh, go ahead. We're not going to
0: stop with the Gordon <laughs> Hayward trade ideas. Look, Boston's going to be great. If they don't touch a thing, they will be a very good team. But you cannot rest on your laurels in this NBA. There have been a lot of very good teams. The Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash never won it. Sacramento with Chris Webber and Paige Stoyakovich and all those guys never won it. Like just because you get close, you don't say, okay, we're there. If they get beat, if they get to the finals and get beat four games, five games, whatever, then you can't sit there and say we're close to going Well you State. can cuz you Even haven't
3: seen it with Kyrie and they were
0: the best players. So that doesn't mean everything might not fit. Roles are going to be different now. When Kyrie comes back, Jason Tatum is now of a different stature. Jalen Brown is now of a different stature. I think both of them are better than Gordon Hayward. They're better defenders. Their potential is way better. Potential, yes, but But you tell me right now. now. Jason Tatum is a 43% three-point shooter. Uh, Gordon Hayward is a 36% career three-point shooter. Gordon Hayward gets yeah. you four rebounds a okay. game as a six. Uh, I need a oh, timeout. No, no, no. I, oh my I listen to you. No, I'm getting as heated. A I As a 6 player, Gordon Hayward
3: gets you four rebounds a game for yeah. his career. Jason Tatum got five me five this year I, as a rookie. Hey, let's not go career numbers on Hayward because as a rookie, barely played. Well, that, La- says, last on, last that year something too. 21-5. Let me, let me finish. Okay, okay. okay. Talent. Jason
0: Tatum is a better talent than Gordon Hayward, and it's showing by the fact that he's contributed right away. Do you know who the youngest player ever, ever, that includes Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, the youngest player ever to lead his team in scoring in the playoffs and get them to the conference finals is who?
3: I'm going to guess it's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum.
0: (laughs) So this guy, you're putting his he's doing, so I think this is what i do. Again, I like them if they come back just as they are. But LeBron James might go to Philadelphia. Now, of a sudden, you got to deal with them. And I don't think you can say definitively that that's a really good team, but are you definitively better than them? Okay. I don't think you can say that. So here's, here's what I would do. I told you. I would call the Spurs, my first offer, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, next year's Kings pick. Hold on, hold that's on. That's a so lot Terry? for Kawhi Leonard. Oh. uh... Is
3: that not a lot? I would not, I would not even, I would, there's no way Danny Ainge would do that. No way! He, this is a guy who didn't want Jimmy Butler. He passed on Paul George. He's going to want Kawhi Leonard coming he off want that Kawhi injury. Leonard? When you've got all this awesome, you're talent. giving up a guy coming off an injury. So it's kind of a you, you have There's a reason Danny Age went full board to get Hayward. Now here's why. You, me, wait, you don't think he'd want Kawhi Leonard over Gordon Hayward? Uh, well, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and and the Kings' number one pick, which could be a top five pick. Kawhi Leonard is light years no ahead my, of Gordon Hayward. That's true. Okay, let me now. So you got to throw in some some stuff to would, make it. I work. would never do that. Okay, so let's, and then let me uh, go, No, go ahead. What else? You all got? right, because uh, I'm going to sound Here's the off other here.
0: thing, and I would not, I would not want to trade Kyrie. However, oh, hell no. Kyrie Irving has a player option after next year, mm-hmm. so he could be a free agent. Guess who? A team was not on his list. Boston, yeah. Okay, Miami, San Antonio. New York and Minnesota were the teams on his. So, what if I don't trade Kyrie Irving and he decides to walk and I get nothing for him? I'm just saying you might have to explore it because of the fact that he could walk away for nothing a year from now. There's already, you know, people wonder, I've wondered. How does Kyrie feel watching this team yeah, go I've this far that. without I mean, him? And I'm not saying he's selfish. He's not selfish. But he's human. He's human. And what? you, if you're a superstar, you want to be a big part of the th- the team and you want to feel needed. So my point is, rather than risk losing Kyrie for nothing, do I look at, you know what, I, if I can get Kawhi Leonard and, and obviously get a promise from him that he'll stay, I would hate to see Kyrie go, but I think that's something you have to explore just because of the circumstances. I think
3: the Kyrie stuff has more merit than and your and Hayward and that stuff. That totally spooked you. You like? No, stumped. I did not. No, no. Next, I think it's go a it, next it, no. Oh, time out. Hold up. I got to respond to this Gordon Hayward stuff. Okay. We saw last year what Brad Stevens can do to anybody on the roster. Avery Bradley was a star in Boston. Isaiah know, Thomas. Hold on. No, no, no. no, 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 no. You had your piece. Don't overstate. Jay, Jay Crowder. All these guys looked awesome. Jay Crowder. With, awesome. Jay, Crowder. With, awesome. Jay, hold on. Jay Crowder you're was overstate. last year. Hold on. Avery Bradley was a star was a, was, and Jay Crowder was awesome. Avery Bradley. Awesome. Tone it down. Avery Bradley was Avery one of Avery the Bradley best two-way po- guards in the NBA last year. Was a great defender. Was a two-way played guy. pretty well. He played well. He averaged 18 points a game. He was one of the best two-way guards in the league—that qualifies as star. I would go there. No, he was—he was, he he was not an all-star. team? I didn't say all-star. all-star I said team. star. Oh, no. The all-star team is for all the stars. Hey, come on, dude. was he ever? Has he ever been in it? I, I have no idea. Has he? No. Okay, fine. Not I, at close. any rate, Brad, Jay Crowder, awesome. Just no, bring it down to Jay good. Jay Crowder was awesome in Boston, Chris. He was perfect. They loved him. They got to the conference finals. Cut. No, 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 no Cut. I'm I'm close to kicking you off again. uh, Again? (laughs) (laughs) Jay Crowder was awesome for Boston last year. He was a very good role player. Awesome? Let me finish my point. LeBron is awesome. Kevin Durant is awesome. Okay, let me move on. What Brad Stevens is able to do to marginal players, Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, elevate their play. What he's done this year for Tatum and Brown has been incredible. They're not
0: marginal players. No, they're very they're good. Top at, three he's picks.
3: already made them excellent. What do you think he's going to do for Gordon Hayward? I know, an awesome player in Utah where he averaged twenty-one and five. Where his point guard was who George Hill last year. Now he's going to be playing. Well, with he Kyrie Irving the ball a lot. Yeah, himself. he did. He's going to be playing in the Brad Stevens system with Kyrie Irving and two young studs and Al Horford. Gordon Hayward's going to be amazing next year. This team, we I have... don't even know what his role is. If you if you start, but he's not a ball hog. who
0: needs twenty five shots again. If you start, if you start Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, yeah. Al Horford, and Gordon Hayward, your you need some role player. Who's who's the worst st- of those? F- At least three of them are better than Hayward. I hope you don't freak out. And I would argue Horford's better than Hayward too because at least he's
3: a great defender. How is this not a warriors light situation? Warriors have Kevin Durant, uh, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. They're all going to kill you. Why can't you have Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown in that role with Kyrie and then Al Horford? No, I'm not saying you can't. It's a good – don't get me wrong. It's a very good starting lineup. I just think it could be even
0: better if you get Kawhi Leonard. Here's the thing. I, I, of those five guys, like you mentioned the death lineup in Golden State. Yeah. You got Andre Iguodala who plays a role. He knows he's not a star in that lineup. You got Draymond no, Green, no. who is a star, but he's a role-playing no. star. Like, he does all the dirty work. You need that. Even when they go big and they start either Pachulia or Kevin Looney no. or JaVale McGee, you need a role no. player in your lineup. Marcus now, you Morris, got Warford. Marcus Smart, I'm talking about Al in your Warford. starting lineup. No, that's the
3: starting lineup's no, lineup. just like eight minutes, and then you work guys in and you get the rotation I'm just going. saying, don't think Hayward's going to come in okay. there and be the leading and scorer one, next one year. One reminder. Uh, Jason Tatum on his rookie deal. Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard, you get him, you're gonna need to pay him massive money. Jason Tatum is cheap for the next five yeah, years. Yeah, but I'd be getting rid of Hayward's contract. <sighs> I- it, look, it's a good, it- it's a good
0: team without
3: a move. All right, move well, but we'll I go, would right. try to make all a move. Don't do anything, Danny Ainge. Call, text me well, before Ainge's you make any moves. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
3: right, let's wrap up now. This one, this is a topic near and dear to your heart. Uh, you know, Maverick Carter. I hope you're not upset here. But this is a question about LeBron that, that's going to be asked, if, especially if they lose this series. If he can't get out of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics, who were heavy underdogs in this series. Well, technically they are the favorites. Well, now they're the favorites. But coming well, into the series, they were underdogs. But they're also the second seed. Okay. Against the How much seed. is LeBron's legacy damaged if he loses this series? And I have a theory, but I'll let you go first. Your podcast— uh, Thank how you. much, or, or maybe you don't think his legacy is damaged at all. I don't think
0: his legacy is damaged. The only place his legacy is damaged if they lose this series is in the GOAT conversation. It's not damaged. Boy, legacy. It's right? not, da- well, but if he's considered the second best player of all time, I mean, that's really good. And I think that's what he is. I mean, all the other play. when you say damage is legacy, I think it means it has to pull him down. Okay. But it won't pull him down. Magic Johnson, Mm -hmm. in his second year, they lost in the first round of the playoffs, and he had Kareem Abdul Jabbar. You know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, right smack dab in the middle of his prime, missed the playoffs two straight years. My point is that all of the legends have had their bad moments. And this wouldn't even be a horrible moment. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of help, LeBron. He's in his 15th year. If he loses,
3: in, in the conference finals, it's not like the worst okay, thing in the world. Chris, does he not have help because, and again, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Did he drive Kyrie Irving off? Did he drive him away from his team by saying, hey, man, this is my team, fall in line. Well, you're my guy, the kid, team. all that stuff. All right.
0: And I'm not, I'm not going to blame him. Look, Kyrie Irving made a decision he wanted to make. I'm not going to blame LeBron James
3: okay, well, for that. You, you don't blame him at all for not going to Kyrie and saying, hey, hey man, I'm he, sorry we he got off on the Cleveland wrong He went to Cleveland
0: and said, don't trade him. He tried to reach out to Kyrie. Kyrie didn't want to talk to him. Well, but why didn't Kyrie want to talk to
3: him? Because something must have happened, right? But look, you got the, you got the second best, best player on NBA teams history. all the time. Second best player in NBA I mean, history. Shaq you and can't...
0: Kobe left each other.
3: Well, I, you know? I blame so Kobe it, for that. It, but... it,
0: it happens, you know. But my point is, the only place it will hurt LeBron's legacy is in the goat conversation because when once Michael and that's Jordan has not had once he started winning, he did not have moments. Like this, or like Dallas, or Are we like not Tragic Johnson. The Orlando 84? Magic
3: series loss. No, when he we came don't. Back from I baseball? mean, he
0: played baseball for a year and a half, hadn't been playing basketball, comes back, plays 17 regular season games, averaged like 26 points, by the way. Right. I'm not going to blame him for being rusty in the freaking playoffs. Against I mean, a against, young, young team. But now they, they had, were, had, had Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway, right. two all time greats, especially at that time. Penny was fantastic. So I'm not going, I don't hold that against Jordan. And so once he started winning, he kept everybody else from winning. That's the thing you can't say about LeBron. Kevin Durant has won. Steph Curry has won. Dirk Nowitzki has won. And old Tim Duncan have won. All during LeBron's prime, even when he had a stacked team in Miami. That's a big argument for Jordan. And then you go here and you say Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two young bucks beat lebron so again does it hurt him with Marcus, all the other Marcus legends Morris no but i think it i think it up. just hurts him
3: he got forty-two points. He had. He's, he's four about. for fourteen on shooting against Marcus Morris. That's in this fourteen series. possessions. Okay. He had forty-two points in a triple exactly. double. Marcus Morris is locking him up. He okay.
0: had forty-two I'm points. I'm aware of that. Why didn't Brad Stevens <laughs> just put Marcus Morris on him the whole game? You see how tense since he, he can gets lock him up. I'm at just at saying. LeBron. I like LeBron. Since he can lock him up, why yeah. ain't he guarding yeah. for forty Listen, minutes? I'm not
3: a skip Bayless LeBron. Hater, All just I'm saying
0: so is this. My this is it. This sums up what I'm saying. This will not hurt LeBron's legacy. It will only
3: hurt in the GOAT conversation with Jordan, that's all I'm saying. I would counter that no matter what LeBron does, he cannot win. He's not going to win with the fans, he's not going to win with the media, he's not going to win with his teammates, he's not going to win with his peers. Because this is a guy who's doing everything, as you said, triple-double. He's amazing. Well, you know what? At the end of the season, he's going to look at this roster and say, man, these scrubs, I can't play with these guys. I'm out of here. He goes to Houston. Oh. Well, he's had to join a 65-win team. He's a ring chaser. He goes to the Lakers. You think, oh, he's not going to win. He goes to the Sixers. Well, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, best young guys. LeBron needs that help. LeBron can't do anything to help his legacy at all. And I don't think it's fair to say. Why, really? How, how can he help his legacy, Chris? By winning more championships. Oh, that's not happening. What, if he goes to Philadelphia, I, they're not, goes what, to Houston, I don't think they're getting out of the East. I mean, that's another but, discussion. But that's
0: your opinion. I mean, you'd have to look at that team and say they got a great young point guard, a great center, and the best player in the world. And then some shooters with Saric and a couple other guys they yeah. had. Like, why, uh, why Celtics couldn't are they adding, win?
3: Celtics still have the best coach by a mile, and they're adding Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. I, I'll take the Celtics who would over be, that LeBron If team. you
0: put those two teams together, who, who would, with LeBron and Philly, who's the best player?
3: LeBron. Okay, who's second best? Well, MB, you' I mean, Joel you, Embiid. Joel Embiid, really? I mean, he got outplayed by Al Horford straight up in the series. I say Joel Embiid. It was his first. I mean, season you love Jason Tatum. Season. I'm surprised you're not going there. I will say Kyrie Irving is the second best player in that series. Kyrie's very good. Okay. I say Embiid. Okay, And then, and then it's, we saw Jason Tatum outplay Ben Simmons head-to-head. Is he better than Ben Simmons? I mean, I think you're sleeping uh, on this, cab, uh, on this uh, Celtics team, man. N- no, I, I'm and saying yeah, the, the Celtics team would Gordon be good. Gordon Hayward, who but is for ridiculously for to... talented. I know you He's don't like Hayward. He's a one-freaking-time all-star. It's, My uh, goodness. I don't care what happened what three years ago in Utah with that. Gordon small, Hayward is, what,
0: tremendously talented. Uh, uh, Jay Crowder is awesome. Gordon Hayward beat Chris Paul in the playoffs last year. We'd we love to. Avery Bradley's
3: an all-star. That. Like, are is he is living at? All-star? So Gordon Hayward's not good. What are you? Hold you up. got something You been smoking? <laughs> I mean, my goodness.
0: Chris Avery Bradley's you know, an all-star. Gordon Hayward's an all-time great. And Jay Crowder's Can we tear awesome. up
3: your top five and go 25 best players in the league? So I can prove to you Gordon Hayward is Murphy in the top 25. 20. Now you're oh, 20. i are 20. i will 20. Back 20 <laughs> a top 20 player in the league, no doubt in about it. In two
0: minutes, it'll be top 35 in the He goes to with George Hill.
3: Hill, to Kyrie Irving. Man, I can't believe there's Gordon Hayward. The guys have played in how, six how, how, how much did he hurt Utah when he left? Well, Utah changed significantly. They got Donovan Mitchell, a mm-hmm. high impact guy. Rudy Gobert. They have one of the better coaches well, in the league. Well, Gobert was there last in year. Your coach? Yeah, he was. Your so coach was the of the coach. year. And, uh, you know, listen, they had a good season. And they season. were be- – Ricky Rubio was better without Hayward.
0: Just like well, you give – Ricky Rubio was Just like you like to give Hayward. people Ricky Rubio That's was true. in Minnesota. But he had
3: his best year. He did, yeah. Listen, right. Quinn Snyder's a very good coach. Uh, we're forgetting Gordon Hayward beat Chris Paul in the playoffs last year. Did he not? In the first round. Game seven. They went into L.A. and won. But we're getting off the – I don't know. They how had, about I Courtney saw here. Joe Johnson doing that. Oh yeah, that's why they, that's why they beat the Clippers. Joe Johnson. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another no, episode no. of Not <laughs> Down Jay
0: where I knocked him down big time. Nobody has more fun than go us. Go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, go to SoundCloud, give us five stars, leave us comments and download of course. See you next week. Peace.